Welcome in to the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 12-year NFL veteran. He's got some speed to go with strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Shovel pass to Green in the Vikings territory. Finally brought down. And University of Nebraska eSports coach. Here is your host, Amon Green. What is up, Harrison? You got me? Yeah, we're sold. All right. Welcome to the show. I'm Amon Green. Welcome to the Amon Green Show. Got my man Harrison on the ones and twos in Lincoln. And I'm in Richmond, Texas, just right outside of Houston, downtown Houston. Kind of an overclass day, just chilled out, moved some boxes around. I have a weight room now. Actually, oh, you got it set up. I got it set up just about. Just got a few <laughs> more boxes out the way. Then I say probably by the end of this week, then I'll start work on this room behind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see you haven't gotten to that one yet. No, this one, this one is I can't, yeah, this one is is not higher on the priority list. It's between weight room and the uh theater. That is right around the corner for me here, sitting where I'm sitting, where I'm sitting at right now. So, yeah, but so, uh, yeah. obviously, plenty of things to talk about. Pretty big day overall. Obviously, you have the early national signing day period, yeah. 7 a.m. Kids, students, uh, high school kids can start signing. There wasn't too many surprises. The biggest one probably being Larry Tarver flips from uh, Maryland to Nebraska, four star corner. That's going to help out Tony White, add some more depth there. But like for the it. most part, uh, it's been a pretty good signing day for Nebraska. It doesn't I and Texan correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think any of our guys uh flipped the other way. So we're all for the most part, looks like we got who we all wanted, Larry Tarver being kind of the cherry on top. But good national signing day. Amon Green, was there any surprises out there for you? Um, no, I'm just looking at this list right now and I see some familiar last names here. Um McMorris being one that's uh family related on my mom's side, little Little lineage, little connection there in terms of mm-hmm. bloodline there. Uh, Isaiah that played at Bellevue West was at Millard North, transferred yep. you, you know from there. Um, I'm looking at Trent Euler. I played with his dad in '95. I was a freshman when he was a senior. Um, so, you know, Todd, uh, Todd put basically put you know his uh, did his job as a parent in terms of getting his son Trent ready for college and able to you know I say cultivate him into eventually becoming now a, a Husker player. Now he. He, I believe mm-hmm. he, oh he's he's running the ball too just like his dad uh, I would say somebody else that's running from another position also from another state uh, Willis McGee he the fourth is not running like his dad he's tackling like his dad <laughs> if his dad played played linebacker he's going to be a jack linebacker I'm pretty sure that's like a strong side or a weak side um, position in um, the defense there for uh, uh so what's that White for Tony White there yeah right? Tony White yeah Tony White for his uh, defense and just looking at some that you know. It's a nice stock. I like the the spread of different. We got Just pretty much all, athletes, all really. I say mm-hmm. between the athletes. I mean, all these kids are athletes, and especially at the college level. For I mean, like sport. labeled as athlete, like a lot of these Correct. guys. It sounds like this is going to be. I don't want to say positionless, but we got a bunch of guys in here. Matt Rule kind of talking I mean, about it. It's going to be unique on how he wants to get these guys the ball because we got a bunch of dudes that with this recruiting class. Um, the next part is depth, but it, it was kind of interesting is- hearing Matt Rule. The, the depth is amazing. I mean, we have l- almost literally, except for, except for, which they probably will do anyway, special team positions, you know, mm-hmm. hunter or kicker. But 
and kickoff return. But we know some of these wide receivers, some of these running backs will be under. That'll be under their running back, you know, punt return, kickoff return, along with the wideouts as well. But well, I like the variety, like the spread out inventory everywhere, especially at the DB position. I'm seeing DB all up and down this list. Yeah. Um, a lot of and, guys want to play for that Tony White defense. Right. Larry Tarver is kind of why one of those that surprised me. Another awesome four star that uh, he can also, you were kind of talked about, he could be another guy on punt return. He's got some serious speed on him. But right. yeah, as you're saying, we're, <laughs> they got a lot of depth in that corner room, safeties even. Uh, it should be a good group for Tony White to continue to develop. Yeah. And I like the best name on the list so far Derek Wacker. There you go. <laughs> That's the football name, right? He's going Wacker. Yep. Wacker on yeah. the uh, Wacker on the run or the tackle. He's going either way right now. Linebacker, running back. He might go both ways. We don't know. Um, a lot of we got of, Mario Buford in the mix as well. He'll be joining exactly. his brother. Uh, we got to like add some more lineage there. It's it's a little it's promising right now to see that. And then you look at Colorado, the polar opposite, who they've only yeah. got six high school kids right now um, actually committed. So it'll be interesting to see. That's another thing. Year two, what does it look like with Colorado, and what does it look like with Nebraska? Just completely different styles. You know, one's portal, you know, one's only got six kids out of high school currently committed. So that's going to be right. an interesting year to, uh, to continue to see that unfold. And we do have Tommy from the text line. They might be top 20, but it's an A-plus grade for Nebraska. 100%. And their needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got, you got Rayoli in there with D Dylan. So mm -hmm. to round all of that out, man, you got, got a good Dylan. group. Yeah. yeah, you got a good crew of kids coming in. I mean, I'm just excited, you know, being on campus to see this uh, because, you know, I remember coming on campus in 95 with the crew of kids I was with uh, myself, Frankie London, uh, Tony Ortiz, um, Jerome Peterson, to name a few, TJ, uh, TJ Debates, um, Adam Welch uh, uh, out of Burke High School, Aaron Wells out of Burke as well. We had a nice crew of guys. And so now these kids can look at each other and just say, hey, we could be we're definitely a part of the of the team, obviously, but then also part of transition was changing between here from two years ago to now. And the mm -hmm. change has begun. This is just part of the change is recruiting to the attrition of bringing new players in that uh, that want to eventually be on the same mindset as all the players that are already on the team. And then the coaches that they're coming in contact with, that's going to coach them up and develop their develop their minds mentally to, to so the physical could then be at their best once they're on that football field offense or defense or special teams wise yeah and it's, it's just going to be incredibly fun to watch that spring game when we do get to that spring game oh. uh, that is going to be electric there's going to be so many people excited not only to see dylan rayola but of course spring game you're going to be able to see kalen get a shot in there as well you're going to see a lot of these younger players some of these receivers the the continued development of some of the guys we're already excited about and lloyd and coleman uh and then again i can't stress enough uh, that we got Xander Ruggeroli on a preferred walk-on, which to me is just incredible. I'm assuming wow. he got some NAL money to kind of help him out, make up for that scholarship. But for him to say that when he could have got, you know, real scholarship money elsewhere, right. but he decides to stick with Nebraska, trust the system under Donovan Raiola, um, mm -hmm. out of a school that has just been historically producing great linemen out of uh, Bishop Gorman. So again, that's going to be oh, another player to watch, I think. Yeah. Yeah, watch him. He's going to be, you know, give him time, but he is a guy that he could definitely get a scholarship elsewhere. But Nebraska, they they got something going with these players where they're really buying in. And Dylan Rayola, obviously that's going to start a storm, help you with more recruiting, 
but it looks like a lot of they already kind of pretty much kept it in touch. Matt Rule, what he's done in Nebraska, making sure that we get most of the top guys uh, constantly checking on Carter Nelson and Ainsworth, make sure we don't let him slip out of our fingers. Yeah, you got the Caleb Biddy, you know, Damon's son. Caleb you know, as well, Grant he's a state champion. He's a two-time mm-hmm. state champion coming out of Westside, so he understands the work. He's going to understand right away the work ethic, the culture that he has oh, yeah. to get ready for here with Coach Rule and his staff. Mm-hmm. And then, but, of uh, course, you should mention Chubba Purdy did hit the portal, so he is no longer going to be in the quarterback room. That broke not too long ago, so that is pretty Oh, man. Yep, so Purdy is no longer uh, a Husker oh. currently. He is in the portal, so that's going to be you know more pressure man. on the quarterbacks, but I think they can handle it. No, they can handle it. I just mm-hmm. – I'm a little – I would have liked to keep him too. I, too. I, I really I like to keep Chubba. I think Chubba – Along with his, you know, bro, his brother Brock and their, their whole family are competitors. His boys, mm-hmm. his dad and uncles were baseball players. Yep. And very, very um, kind of like myself, they love the process of playing. The process, how you get ready for every season on end, and having players like that in the locker room, those are the players that are become the glue of the team. You know, myself, it was another guy on the offensive line in Green Bay uh, that played with me at the time, Mike Wall. We were those guys that we loved the weight room. We love conditioning. Like we weren't afraid of our legs filling up with lactic acid on a 300 yard <laughs> shuttle. Like we wanted that feeling because we knew we were getting ready to play. And so Chubba to me, I haven't met him, only seen him once or twice in person. He was like that player to me. I'm like, he's that player, that player that likes the process, that likes to go through things in terms of warming up to the weight room, to spring ball, to get ready for then the regular season to when you could show everybody which you worked hard, oh, so hard for during April, May, June, July, and then bring it out on the field. You know, watching him, watching his brother Brock from a distance who I've never met, but seen him play a lot of football and just knowing their background, reading some articles about them and their family. Just I was hoping that he was stick. I would even, even though it wasn't even in my mind that he was going to bounce. I thought we, I really thought he would stay for another year, but I, I can understand. It wasn't even in my, it was, a, it, was, it was not of a doubt that I would not hear this right now. I would hear this right now. I, I, it wasn't even in my brain that Chubba would be going in transfer portal. So I'm a little bit, a little bit surprised, a little bit, uh, a little bit heartbroken because yeah. I like the competitor. I like the competitor that he is. And so hopefully it wasn't anything about what that room looks like now. Mm-hmm. which is a highly competitive room now. And for me and for other players out there that are on this roster, they want that. Like I'd rather be with the best because then I'm going to find out where I stand amongst everybody. And if it's not like right now that I'm playing, but you know what? That's okay. I'm going to keep busting my butt to eventually become the starter because that means if I could start on this team, I could start anywhere in the United States or any other school, but I'm going to stay here because I chose this school in the first place. Yeah, and he would have been just a good veteran presence. I don't feel like we got the best version of him this season. Again, the injuries, trying to come mm-hmm. back from those tough situations down there in the end where he's playing with an offense that felt like was going to be dysfunctional, not by you know his fault or even the coach's fault at times, but when you have players getting hurt and you're constantly adding new combinations of rosters out there, not by choice, yeah. but by injuries. It's just going to be tough to have a completely functional offense that's clicking on all cylinders. And there are still multiple moments where he was leading that team on crucial tries, whether through his legs uh, or in the air at times even. So tough to lose Purdy, but that is going to open up the door, really put the fire on these younger quarterbacks 
and to really get in the lab and start working. Daniel Kalen, he had some comments about Dylan Rayola. I'm happy that he's here at Nebraska, but it's not going to change his mindset at all. Would you love to hear? Right. He's still going to have that competitive fire. He still yeah. thinks it's his job to fight for. And that's exactly what you want. I thought Trevor Purdy would have been an excellent addition to that competition in the offseason. But nonetheless, and you did mention something, you know, when we're talking about all these players and the positionless ability, you know, one thing about Matt Rule, he just loves athletes. If he sees a guy that's physical, that can run fast, uh, has good hand-eye coordination, he can feel, he feels like he can find a spot for them on the field. So we do have some quotes here from Matt Rule on the concept of positionless offense. Okay. I think that concept of a positionless player, you know, I think is really something that we tried to try to focus on. We we took a lot of guys from our camps and we will continue to take a lot of guys from our camps that maybe might seem unrecruited, but we believe in our coaching ability. We believe in height, weight, speed traits. And, and when we look at a player, it might list them as a safety, but we think someday they're going to rush the pass or it might list them as a wide up, but we think someday they're going to, and um, as long as we have players who believe in that process and get here and get with Corey and Kristen, our development, our, our staff here, I think, can do wonders with players. And so I, I, I don't sign a player unless I believe that they have a chance of playing in the NFL. Um, you know, I, I look at them and say, like, hey, can they – do they have the height, weight, speed, da, 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 da. I think things might have to go right. But um, so I think that led you to sometimes, like, to people say, like, man, you signed seven DBs. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. I think he'll play here. I think he'll play here. You look at, you know, last year, Jeremiah Charles, we signed him as a wideout. We think he's going to be an unbelievable corner. So sometimes they have to get here. So, and then I think a reemergence on the offensive line, you know, just, just, uh, we signed a, we signed a couple guys that came to our camp that to me remind you of what a Nebraska offensive lineman should be, you know, explosive, powerful, um, Strong. as they get bigger, mm-hmm. uh, are going to be attitude, uh, really tough, physical, hard nosed players. And then I just <laughs> all constantly about that can grow. It's hard to find tackles nowadays. Absolutely. And I, I love that, you know, talking about getting the Nebraska linemen, the physical Man. linemen that are strong, quick off. I'll tell you what, he's good on the mic. He, he knows how to get the Nebraska fans fired up. And again, yeah. we saw that already last season and I totally believe him just through one season watching it. He's definitely capable of moving guys around to where they can excel. Tony White with the three, three, five. I mean, that was an entirely new defense and those guys mm-hmm. were killing pretty much all year long. So when it comes to that positionless offense, you know, what is that? Uh, get your hopes up for when you're watching this Nebraska offense and even the defense, as he kind of mentioned, he got a wide out. He thinks he's going to be a great corner. Right. What are you kind of expecting for this offense in particular with some more flexibility with the guys they got? And then of course the defense, we know they're flexible already in that three, three, five. Yeah. I mean, I like that. He's obviously had this conversation with all these recruits about playing somewhere else because a lot of athletes at the college high school level, just think that they're going to go in at their position, right? And so putting it out there, saying that, that means this conversation happened early and that these players on this list that we're talking about right now, they are team players. They're willing to do whatever for the roster. I remember when Coach Solich asked me, did I want a red shirt? I said, no, I do not. I will do punt return, kickoff return, I'll, I'll even though we had a punter, I'll kick the ball off. I'll punt the ball. I averaged forty. I was coach. I was like coach. I, I averaged forty point five in high school in punting. He said, "Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. You want to play? Yes, I want to play right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wait another year. I want to be here in four and out in four. I didn't know I was going to leave in three, but I, you know, I'm, that's so that type of mindset to have these players in that type of mindset 
shows me a lot because then that even, like I said, the glue of players that are willing to do whatever it takes to help this team win, those are the players that Coach Rule wants on his staff. Those are the players I want to see as a fan now sitting in the stands because no matter what the situation, good, bad, or indifferent, they're going to go out there and give it 100%. They could be losing by whatever amount that means, but if it's a linebacker like Willis McGahee, the fourth here, he's going to still lay hats. Regardless, they're Mm -hmm. down 15 or 14, 20 points in a game, whatever, he's going to give it 100% when he becomes the starter. And so having players with that type of mindset is a place to build. It's the place to grow. And then this team will then start making those leaps and bounds in the next two to three years that we're talking that we want to see as fans. But as coaches, you got to sit and be patient. And then, like like he said, we got to do our job to make sure they're ready to go out there on the football field. Yeah, and that's one thing about the development you feel pretty good about, that they will be able to do their job, continue to develop those guys, get them in the weight room, get them built up to that Big Ten size. Um, and, you know, even some of the guys, just just looking at Dylan Rayola, his size already, it's going to be crazy to see what one year does for him already. I know right. he's listed six, at 6'3", 230. 6'2", 6'3". He probably is still growing at that, too. Like, oh. I don't think he's done growing, so he might get to 6'5", 6'4", put on some weight. He's already a pretty big guy. Uh, you know, there's a picture he's standing next there to is 6'5", and he looks all 6'5". So I don't know if he's still growing, if he's getting bigger. But he's going to be a problem the more yeah. he gets into the weight room and his tangibles he has already is just kind of incredible to see. And then real quick from the text line here, you talked about one of the favorite names on the list. Uh, the OJCJ says, went to high school with Wacker's dad, was a man amongst boys when he was a freshman when we were in school. So we got that's some connections there from OJCJ. So Wacker, we know. Uh, Wacker, it's that's a he's- great football <laughs> name. Or baseball name. Football or baseball or tennis. Anything where you... Hitting an object with another object. There you go. Whacker. <laughs> One of the best names I heard um, through today was uh, Large King. <laughs> it was, uh, he's, and he plays on the, uh, I think he's offensive tackle as well. He ended up landing somewhere. But Large King's got to be one of the better names I've heard. Of Large course, we King. had Nicole Descraft Crawford last year. Great name as well. I like uh, what's yeah. the name. I like another one on here I just saw here. Nolan Fennessy. Oh, yeah. If I'm saying that correctly, Nolan Fennessy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I like that. That's a good football name. You know you're about to get finessed. <laughs> Boom. There you go. But um, yeah, it's just been incredible. If you guys want to continue to join the show, 402-464-5685. Any in particular commits that you guys are curious about that we you want us to break down, we can definitely do that. But as far as the signing day went, I think it's about as good as anyone in Nebraska could have really hoped for. You you managed to get Kalen, of course, the five star, the highest recruit Nebraska's ever had, and Dylan Rayola. You get him as well on top of the plethora of players who were already committed but do decide to end up at Nebraska. They don't decide to flip. Um, and that, to me, was the best sign. You know, not seeing any of the players on our board flip, seeing the players on last season's roster want to come back, seeing the low transfer portal numbers. Mm-hmm. It feels like this coaching staff, the communication that they're having with the current roster, with the recruits they're talking to, it's got to be some pretty honest, genuine conversations because these guys – Definitely seem uh, to hear what Matt Rule is saying, and there's there's not a whole lot of turnover going on outside of guys like Chubba Purdy, but you can't really blame. You understand why he's moving on. Uh, but for the most part, most of these guys are locked in. Um, uh, what does that say to you about this team? You know, just kind of the amount, uh, well, I shouldn't say the amount, the small amount of turnover we've seen from last year's roster and guys sitting the transfer portal this year. That means Coach Rule and his staff, uh, Satterfield, White, uh, EJ Barthos, they're whatever they're pitching. 
the players are, are hitting it and they like what they're hearing. And that's what you want. You want to make sure that the, the message you send as a coach and a coaching staff, for one, that it's real, that it's not, it's not, it's not a fluff. It's not the words that players want to hear. It's the stuff they want to hear in terms of winning and knowing that they got to earn their spot. And this is what we're going to do to get you ready for the next level. And in his comment, one of his comments, he said right there, I'm looking for players that are NFL that I see, I can see will be in the NFL one day. Mm-hmm. So that to me says it all. Like if I'm a high school senior right now, I'm like, I'm ready for all that. I'm like, give me what you got then coach. Cause I'm that player that's going to show up every day with my workman hat on to about to get the grind in. So whatever you show me, beat me up, you know, break me down and then build me back up. I'm ready for that. And so there's players on this list, you know, talk about one, my uh, little connect family connection, Isaiah McMorris here. You got to remember he, was also a basketball player you know he helped his team on the court as well so you're talking about that athlete side of it so he mm-hmm. has that basketball game and it to, and to see athletes like this those are the ones that you really pay attention to because those are the ones as he talks about having that no position he could do more than just wide receiver he could do he's definitely going to be out there on the special teams you know but he's a guy that when he wants these he could go anywhere in the wide receiver position you know x y z in terms of slot position to the outside position as well and then mm-hmm. playing the ball so having no basketball skills within transition to high, going for the high part high point of the ball that means out jumping dbs to get a, a, a high pass to make sure that nobody catches the ball but him if the quarterback is getting it you know targeting him um his footwork as well you know being a point guard or shooting guard that he was between dribbling on it and his reflexes all that that will transfer over to getting open in short spaces when you have a man press, he's able to wiggle wiggle and get open and have the quarterback give him enough. He gives the quarterback enough area to shoot the ball to him in that space that he could give him himself. You know, mm-hmm. basically juking a guy get six inches in the telephone booth. Give him that and he's open. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> that that right there is what you have in a player like Isaiah. And watching film for him for years, my uh, my cousin, his dad, same send me his film all the time. And so I've been watching him for the last three, four years. And I'm like, man, he's still in high school. I was like, I thought he was already, you know, in the D1 somewhere balling out, knowing <laughs> that he's just coming to campus and I'm on campus, too. Is, is It feels great to, you know, I get to hang out with him every now and then. And, and then all these guys on the staff, I mean, on the on this roster as well. It's, it's just going to be fun for me. I could sit back and relax. I'm old. I could just kick it in, take it all in and, hey, do this, do that. You know, if Coach Rule, if you need some help, you know, anybody come my way. But I'm going to direct you. And, and help mold you just like these coaches are uh, in the building for you. So to have these young men coming on campus that are very talented. And like I said, already between knowing that they might not play the position that they already been in for three, four years in high school, but they're willing to transition to help this team get better. Those are the, you know, I'm excited to see them and see where this team goes. Yeah. And by all means, you have a pretty good inclination to think that this is going to be a, a team that's going to grind it out in the off season, work incredibly hard. Before the season even started last year, I'm sure a lot of people remember the quote. Uh, but, you know, some of the scouts that came around, they do their Big Ten previews uh, just across the college football. And they're talking about it, saying Nebraska is the second hardest working team we've seen since visiting all these teams. Number one was Georgia. And of course, Matt Rule says, we'll get there. We'll get to be the number one hardest working team out there. So, you know, those guys are going to get to yeah. work um, as soon as they're available. And we do have some interesting comments as well about Carter Nelson, the future he sees for him. Again, kind of on that position list. How are we going to get him the ball 
when he's an athlete, we know he can, he's got the speed, he's got the hand-eye coordination. So we'll play that clip on the next segment. With that being said, though, we do got to go ahead and throw it to our first break here on the Amon Green Show. I'm Harrison on the ones and twos. Host, as always, Amon Green streaming in from Houston. We'll throw it to break and talk to you guys on the other side.